Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I am your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about the things that are top of mind as you navigate your career, whether corporate or otherwise. The plan is to get you out of your rut and talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Welcome to The Village. On this week's episode of The Rutledge Perspective, we're talking about something that we've talked about before. But this time, something occurred that really got me fired up about this topic. And those of you who have been listening to me a while or who follow me will not be surprised by how this unfolded. And there's so much to talk about on this topic. And so I'm just going to dive in. And the fundamental issue is this. Leaders whose words and actions don't align, erode trust, and compromise their ability to lead effectively. Full stop. When your words and actions do not align, people will listen to your words, but they will watch and believe your actions. Now, I can't recall another time in my life where we had more public examples of poor leadership and the impact of that poor leadership on people. And it's not just our political leaders, although that's a cluster at this moment, but leaders across the board. This misalignment of actions and words seems to be at an all-time high. And even as I say that, maybe it's not worse than it was. This kind of breadth and depth of misalignment has always been there. Maybe it's just the fact that it's more visible now. With social media and 24-hour coverage and everybody having a camera, We can just see where these things play out and the misalignment is much more visible and much more blatant. But here's the point, whether it's public or whether it's just internal, the misalignment of words and actions erode trust. It stymies innovation, it stagnates organizations because people will listen to your words, but they will believe your actions. And when your words appear to be just lip service, You're no longer trusted to be transparent or authentic or truthful. And worst case, you're deemed to completely lack integrity, to not be someone that anyone should follow at any point in time. And so what you start having is all of these underground systems that begin to develop in your organization because people can't trust what you tell them. So they watch your actions and they change systems, formal and informal, to match the actions and to support the actions as opposed to the words. So why bring this up now and and what put this on? Well, here it is in a nutshell. Again, if you've been listening to me or watching me, you know I love music. And no matter what's happening in my life, I can play some music and get to a place where I'm realigned. You know, my chakras are all in the right place or, you know, my spirit is, is, is feeling good. It's just music is something that really moves me and can put me in a mindset that is just... Uh, what I need it to be, whether that's really focused, whether that's really calm, whatever it is. Sometimes it's really working out frustration. I put on some great salsa music and dance around my house. But whatever it is, music really leads me to a place that helps me get where I need to be. So this situation actually stemmed from something that's happened in in the music industry that caught my attention this weekend. So there's been a few things, but this one really caught my attention. And the situation is this in a nutshell, and I'll dig into a little bit deeper as I go forward. Essentially, the band Lady Antebellum, and I'm going to refer to them as the band going forward, decided to change their name, given what's happening socially, because they realized that the Antebellum part of their name harkened back to a time of great oppression and and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, unlike the Dixie Chicks, who also changed their name, um, they are now the Chicks, Lady Antebellum didn't 
completely change their name or just drop the antebellum. They decided to change to Lady A. And that's where everything began to go sideways and why this is a perfect example of how the disconnect between words and actions can impact you as a leader, can erode, can erode trust, and even begin to impact your reputation overall. So here's a little bit more about this situation that gets to the alignment breakdown. There is also a jazz artist named Anita White, and I'm going to call her the artist going forward. And she's been using the name Lady A professionally for over 20 years, and by some accounts, over 30 years. Now, apparently, the art, the band reached out to the artist, and they were trying to negotiate about name usage, but negotiations broke down at some point. And then a statement came out from the band saying that they broke down, the artist was asking too much money, I believe it was a total of $10 million, with five of that being to support underrepresented artists. And five of that to be to support the name and all the work that she's done over 30 years, which arguably is not nearly enough money, uh, given what artists do and that their brand is their music. Um, but they believed it, the band believed it was out of bounds. And so the artist didn't really respond publicly for a while until the following happened. When the band put out this statement and said that it was reasonable they then took additional action to move forward with rebranding anyway. And what that meant was they all but erased the presence of the artist on all the platforms where her music has been. So if you look up Lady A, what you find is Lady Antebellum's music, the band's music, and you have to dig really deep to get to the artist's music. And the backlash for the band has been fairly swift as it plays out in the public in the court of public opinion. Their old fans are irritated because they changed it in the first place. People who'd never heard of them are like, are you kidding me? You shouldn't do that. And they're only buying the artist Lady A stuff. And then there are folks who are somewhat in the middle, but everyone has got an opinion and leaders should take note because when your actions don't align, people believe your actions and they respond accordingly. So in organizations, when your actions don't support your words, underground systems or informal systems begin to be structured and begin to be followed and developed that align with the action as opposed to the word. Even if those systems of action are incongruent with stated policies. So just keep that in mind. Now, the irony around all of this is that when Lady Antebellum decided to change their name because the Antebellum spoke to this period that was oppressive and dangerous for black people, when they announced their name change, they spoke out against racism and oppression and apologized for their lack of understanding. Uh, in fact, their quote was, when we set out together almost 14 years ago, we named our band after the Southern Antebellum style home where we took our first photos. Makes sense. They wrote this, this additional statement that says, as musicians, it reminded us of all the music born in the South that influenced us, Southern rock, blues, R&B, gospel, and of course, country. But we are regretful and embarrassed to say that we did not take into account the associations that weigh down this word, referring to the period of history before the Civil War, which includes slavery. So sounds really good, right? It's very self-deprecating. We own this. We didn't know, but now that we know, we're going to do something about it which one would argue, how could you not know? Although looking at the way history is taught, it's not surprising, but that's a, 
topic for a whole different discussion. But then the band took action. The band decided it was their right to use Lady A, regardless of the impact to the artist who, wait for it, is a black female artist. So supposedly the ally took privileged action. So was it really about getting away from the name that was not representative of how they feel and what they believe? Or was it simply a bandwagon move in the current environment to appeal to new fans and show how woke they are, quote unquote? Their actions would say it was the latter, which means their words were not aligned with their actions. They didn't change because they believed it was the right thing to do, but rather for public relations or truly economic reasons. Now, I'm not going to go and in, get into arguments about trademark infringement and all of that kind of stuff because I'm not an IP attorney. Although my attorney is one of the ones that sent me one of the latest articles about this. And yes, Lady Antebellum holds a trademark on Lady A. However, by all accounts, Anita White has first commercial use, which actually calls into question the validity of the trademark. But I'm not going to get into all that. We'll let the lawyers fight it out because they will eventually. The point is that the actions of the band to change their name and then go after the artist who happens to be in this group of people that they supposedly want to make sure they are not disrespecting through a name that harkens back to oppression. Their actions say, we didn't really mean that. And the actions are real. The words are are just words. And that's what your employees are going to feel, or that's what your colleagues are going to feel. If you're an individual contributor and we're talking about how you act as an individual, your words and actions when you're engaging with other people, whether you're leading or whether you're just an individual contributor. So the leadership lesson is the, the old adage actions speak louder than words holds true. And we see it playing out here. We see it playing out in daily society. And if, the Lady Antebellum example doesn't really resonate with you. How about the NFL? I'm a Texan, so we do football, although I've been at odds with the NFL for a while now. The divisiveness that was created in this one single sport by the initial actions of one single player and the response of the supposed leaders to that action was arguably unprecedented. Calls for firing, name calling, which I'm not going to repeat. And it all happened in a very public forum with a sport that generates billions of dollars. And then arguably only after a global outcry over the murder of George Floyd and having some of the most prolific players call them out publicly on social media, did the NFL admit they were wrong and pledge to do something about it and pledge money to racial equality and blah, 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 blah. But the damage was done because no one believes it. No one. Why? Because the NFL already demonstrated that the economics of their business were more important than the individuals. They were more important than taking a stand for injustice. They were more important than them having the ability to just do the right thing, having the political prowess and looking right in a political arena was more important than the individual players. So why should this single event or this single statement be something that 
makes a difference or makes an impact? Why should a single statement that has yet to be supported by identifiable action actually be believed? It shouldn't. It shouldn't. And again, we can save the argument for how much players make and the employee relations and negotiated contracts and all that stuff for another discussion, because that's an important one too. Uh, And we will get to that eventually. But as the saying goes, trust can take a lifetime to build and seconds to lose. And so as leaders, the words we say and the actions we take are under constant review. And the words that the NFL said at the end versus the action they had taken for several a season or two did not connect. And as leaders, the words we say and the actions we take show that we're not perfect. And I don't think anyone expects us to be perfect. And we're all going to have missteps. But how we handle those missteps is critical, especially when the misstep is a disconnect between our words and actions. Good leadership requires trust. Trust requires authenticity, integrity, and consistency. So even if and when, because we will all make them, you make mistakes, you make missteps, you say the wrong word, you say the wrong statement, you are insensitive. Your ability to one, be aware of that, two, acknowledge it, and three, rectify it are the three things that are most crucial to you be a, being able to repair any damage that is done to your reputation and to the thoughts of your people and your colleagues about your integrity. You should absolutely be true to who you are and be true to what you stand for. Absolutely. In fact, as a Texan, Texan is one of the things I love about Texas. You don't ever have to worry or wonder about where people stand in Texas ever. Everyone is really clear about what side they come down on. It's just the way we operate. And I like that because even if we disagree and one, you don't have to be disagreeable when you disagree, but at least, you know, you know who you're dealing with, but understand that there will always be different perspectives and it's always impossible, always impossible. It's one of the few absolutes, always impossible to make everyone happy all the time. It just can't be done. And while you can't make everyone happy with every decision, If you are authentic, if you are transparent, and if you are consistent, and then you take all of that and you communicate with honesty, those who are unhappy will at least know why you did what you did. They still may not like it. They still may not agree with it, but at least they understand why. And because there is a level of trust, they will believe that you had a reason behind your actions. And then they can make a choice for themselves whether or not they're going to stay and move forward with you, even though they don't like it, or whether or not they're going to make a decision to move on. And then it's on them. But either way, it's better for all involved. So as you go through this week and you start bringing people back to work or trying to figure out how you're going to shut down again and how you're going to do that, because we're still right now in the era of COVID, which may date this podcast, but I think there are a lot of things happening through COVID uh, that are going to be issues that we deal with going forward for the foreseeable future. I want you to really take a time to examine where you may have a disconnect as a leader, as an individual, between your actions and your words. Do you represent the things that you say? Do you live what you believe? 
And if not, why not? And which is true for you? Because arguably there are some people who act in a ways that are incongruent with their beliefs and truly are unaware of how incongruent they are. And so if there's something that's misaligned, take the time to examine which one is true. Are your words true or are your actions true? Because people are going to watch your actions and believe those. So at some level, while words matter, words are important because words can hurt and words can heal. Words don't matter as much as actions when you're involved with people and when you're leading. Because the actions are going to inform people's truth. And the actions are going to impact reactions. Words begin to get people's attention and words begin to have people decide whether or not they're even going to continue to be involved. But actions are the things that draw people to you or make people run from you. Who tr- make That make people trust you or make people understand that nothing you do can be believed. And therefore, different systems, different processes or disconnect altogether needs to happen. And that's the Rutledge perspective for this week. And I'm going to go out and look and see if I can find some additional music from the artist, Lady A, jazz musician, by the way. Um, and the few, the little things I have been able to find are actually very good. So I want you to have a great week. I want you to think about your actions and your words. You got this. This is a way for us to get better every day. None of us is perfect, but as long as we are aware, as long as we are willing to acknowledge our missteps, we can move forward and we can bring those along with us who really are looking to us to lead. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you on the other side. You have been listening to The Rutledge Perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please give us a five-star rating. You can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com podcast, and you can subscribe to the show where you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. Oh, and if there's someone you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge perspective, please pass it along. Thank you for tuning in.